Hello and welcome back to another instalment of our recap and review series for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier with two smoking microphones. I'm Connor. I'm Harry. Hello. That didn't go as well as I expected. My voice is... <coughs> oh, technical hiccups, everybody. Please bear with us. Hold the music. Da, 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 it's da, fine. Da, I'm here. Da, da, da. Oh. I'm just... <coughs> Hello. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's currently 11 minutes past one in the afternoon. Don't tell them that. They'll know what time zone we're in somehow. Shh. It's not <laughs> it's like we're in England. Nice, um, it's a nice day outside. Is it? Actually, it's not, it's, bad. it's not that bad, is it? So. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier happened again. I don't know what this episode was called. I was genuinely hoping you knew. I'm going to look it up. As he looks it up, as you know, we uh, are going to be recapping episode two of Falcon and the Soldier. All spoilers, so you know if you haven't watched the episode, watch it first, just to just to put it out there. I um, uh, I'm... I spoke to um one of my friends recently after watching the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and he hadn't seen it. So my oh. I uh, I was like oh, I was but you know when you like joke give spoilers to somebody. Yeah. We're like, oh, oh, Spider-Man shows up at the end and he kicks Nick Fury in the face or something like that. Mm. Um, I for the end of the first episode, I said, oh, Captain America shows up at the end. He looks right at the camera and gives it a little wink. But that oh, literally fun. happens because <laughs> <laughs> John Walker shows up as Captain America at the end of the first episode, looks at the camera and winks. So you spoiled it for him without actually him knowing you spoiled yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's gonna love you when he watched it. It's funny because he probably he probably, he probably didn't realise that what I said like he probably wouldn't didn't even think about it but I'm going to point it out to him. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> be like, you realise I spoiled that for you, right? <laughs> you realise I ruined, but that, I didn't right? because he didn't. He had no idea that was going to happen. It's not one of those things. Like a spoiler is when, like if you, you just you know it's going to yeah, happen. it's when but... you're told something and like you then it you kind of expect it to happen. Like if I went and told you. At the end of um, the Rise of Skywalker, Obi Wan came out of nowhere and just started whooping Palpatine's ass. Yeah, like that's not going to happen. <laughs> nah, it was like it was like for me the worst one I've ever got. Was one of the worst I got was uh, when Batman v Superman came out, mm. and I remember being at work and a friend of mine had gone to see. He was off that day and he went to go see it the morning it came out. And at this point, we all know that Doomsday was going to turn up, and you were, you were. Yeah. Yeah, you were low-key expecting the death of Superman, right? You were, you were, it wasn't confirmed, but you were low-key expecting it purely because Doomsday was there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he texted me and said, um, oh, I just saw Batman v Superman. And I said, no spoilers, how was it? And he replied saying Superman was killed. <laughs> that, and I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, I was literally seeing it the following day with you as well. Um, oh, yeah. And I was just, I was just like... That's that's because that kind of spoiler. You're like, well, no, that's obviously gonna happen. Like, mm. I didn't need it confirmed to me at the time. It was it was heartbreaking. It's funny because like, um, whenever someone's always like, oh, I had something spoiled for me, I always like try to guess what it is for a bit. I'm like, oh, does this is it? And then I'm like, well, I don't really want to know. <laughs> yeah. But like for that one, I was just like, oh, I guess Superman dies then. <laughs> I think for me, it would depend on the thing as well. If it was anything Marvel or Doctor Who, I don't want spoilers. Like, I want to. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it as it happens, but what? if it's something, uh, like I, I'm not, I'm not as enthusiastic about that. I don't mind. 
my thing is, this is we should. This could be a topic we have to talk about, like things that we like about spoil talking about spoilers in film at some point. But um, yeah, hundred percent. What I was gonna, my thing is that I don't like to be spoiled in anything really. Like I don't want to know anything that happens in a film. I mean, sometimes you know you go in knowing like a big scene. For example, if you go and watch a classic film, you might already know a lot about it just through cultural osmosis. Yeah, of course. Um, big word. <laughs> uh, like, for example, I have never seen the original Planets of the Apes, Planet of the Apes, but I always know, I've always known that the end spoil, the end twist is that it's Earth. Yeah, everyone, you know? especially especially if you have studied film or work in film or anything like that, you the, the ending of Planet of the Apes is known. You don't have to. Have it's seen not even it. just. It's one of those things where it feels like you. Ju- it's. It's like it's. It feels like it's knowledge that's passed down when you're born. Like for example, I feel like I've always known that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. That you know that stuff. I don't remember when you know I learned what, that information. Yeah, I don't remember actually learning it from someone. I just remember. Yeah. I just remember knowing that fact. Like, those are different kinds of spoilers. Like. I knew I watched Die Hard recently. I knew the ending anyway. But there's certain films where, yeah, spoilers. Spoilers are bigger in these massive films where it's like you know they're event films and stuff like that, where they, yeah they want you to feel every moment. For example, that's why the Marvel films trailers don't give anything away. Yeah, for sure. Which let's bring it back to Marvel. <laughs> good, good. Because good we need to, to talk about. Episode two of um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, the Star Spangled Man, directed by Michael Castellane. Cast Castellane. I don't know how you say that. Castellane, probably. But yeah, and it's directed by the same person, Carrie Scotland. Uh, music once again by Henry Jackman. Yeah, he's doing the whole. He's doing the whole series. So. <laughs> well, I'm gonna bring it up every week. Speaking of the music in this one, um, in the scene, because we get the scene where um, John Walker walks out into that stadium. It's not, even yes. much of, it's not much of a stadium, is it? It's like a tiny little thing, it turns out, at, at like a high school or something. Yeah, like a high school football field. Yeah, um, where he was the high school like player. He was a high school player and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. when he walks out, the this music they're playing is the Star Spangled Man theme from uh, First Avenger. Yeah, I really liked that. I like the fact they brought that back. I like that they brought it back. I didn't like the variation of it because it was a bit like it. It does it sound? Is it it? For a, for a moment, I was like, is that what it is? Because it's like a different, uh, you know, it's just done differently, obviously. Yeah, it does take it does take a couple of seconds to clock on what it is. I won't yeah, lie. It did for me. Yeah. I, um, but yeah, that's the first, the start of this episode. We're instantly thrown in with um. Uh, Walker, John Walker. Yeah, he's in his locker room, you know, being like, "Oh, this is such Wait. a big deal." Introduced to what I suppose is his girlfriend slash wife, Girl, his yeah. best friend that, that becomes his like right hand man. Com- yeah, he becomes Battlestar. You kind of you kind of get from at least from this initial scene with him mm-hmm. that he 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 understands how big a responsibility is, and he wants to he wants to do well. He wants to do right by the role and by the title, but then. I feel like as the episode goes on, especially towards the end, there's hints in this episode that he will do absolutely anything to to get the mission done, kind of thing. Like he, he, he's, he I feel like he's gonna be one of those characters that will be 
he's the good guy, but he will go to any lengths. I don't to know get his mission done. I don't know if we, we've I don't know if we've got too much of that from him just yet. Maybe that's what you've taken from it. But me personally, I um, like little little instances, like get, little things. Yeah, I get the idea how he he. I think maybe. It, I can't say this for sure because we don't get to see him before he is Captain America, which I actually kind of like. Um, yeah. That we're not like introduced to this, like, oh, he's like this soldier, and, you know, we see them being like, this is the guy we should make Captain America. You know, he is just, he just shows up, he's Captain America. And with how short this series is, um, I think the chances of us getting a flashback are slim, but who knows. Um, yeah. I like that he definitely seems like, maybe it, maybe the, the idea of him being Captain America is going to his head a bit yeah definitely like especially <laughs> because uh we'll get to it when we because we'll go through the episode a bit more um especially at the end of the episode his interaction with um sam and bucky yeah that's what i meant it, 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 it to me can say that he it might get into his head where he might turn more into a not an antagonist as such but um come to blows i guess yeah, just yeah, he's not gonna be not necessarily gonna be an ally for our for the heroes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, and I think I, th- sorry, I think so. Yeah, just quickly, I know, I know we'll touch upon it as well, but it's especially the line that he says to Falcon about halfway through the episode where he says, "I need uh, Steve's right hand men, his wingmen, his wingmen." That's that was exactly it. what and he says. Yeah, and Falcon goes, "It's always that last line, hmm. like." And it goes back to what we said last week. It, 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 this is a series about two guys that have always been considered wingmen, but they are in their own right heroes and Avengers. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, back to the start of the episode. I was going to say this is immediately, so my prediction was wrong. Immediately we see um, Bucky and Sam together. Not immediately, but obviously we see Bucky watching the news. I tell, I tell you what, though. I'm I'm really happy they went the route they did. Yeah. I'm happy it wasn't a big build up to them like coming together right at the end. I like the fact it was just it cut to a scene yeah. and they were together. It didn't make a big deal out of it. It my, was just they're together, let's get on with it. My weird thing about it is like when obviously we 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 hear in the first episode that like uh, Bucky's been ignoring like Sam's text, but when he sees him it doesn't feel like it's been that long, which it obviously hasn't anyway. Yeah. So it, he doesn't seem like, "Oh, surprised you shown up." He's just like, "Okay, you're here now." <laughs> yeah, I like. I I just like how it kind of it didn't. It, the thing I liked about this episode overall as well, it didn't dilly dally. It got to the point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't a lot of feeling. It was right. You had your first episode of kind of the emotional backstory and where they are net, where they where they are currently. Now we're getting to the plot, and we're just going with it. You've got to keep up or left behind. Mm. Like you, it does. It does just go right. We get. We're doing this now, and I, I like that. I like the fact it's not yeah. just going to be like. Let's just take ten minutes to explain this minor detail. Let's, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I also like uh, I touched on this last week as well. Um, that it's not that kind of Hobbs and Shaw team up where they're constantly like at each other's throats, just spewing nonsense at each other. Yeah, they they actually you know they they still seem like real people in terms of like the way they talk to each other. Like they're definitely allies. They might not yeah, get you... along, but they definitely know how to be in the same room as each other. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, and I feel I think that you you see they're not childish as well. That <laughs> no, like, like yes, they bicker and they get on each other's nerves, but there's a there's a degree of respect there yeah. in a, in a sense. And I think like from very early on in the episode, Bucky's very very angry that Sam gave over the shield, 
and and he he basically thinks that Sam is disrespecting Steve in a way, and he's disrespecting what the Shield stood for. Um, and I like I like seeing that side to them. It wasn't just them bickering; it was them kind of talking about this person that they really respected and was a good friend of theirs, yeah. and how it's impacted their life. That's that's another thing is um when when Bucky's watching the um the interview with um john walker how john walker says like oh i never knew him personally but i feel like he was a brother and you get that just that shot of bucky just being like well you weren't like a brother to him you know that kind of thing yeah he's just sitting there watching it you can tell from the just the subtleties in it and obviously that you can tell what he's thinking yeah i really i really felt for bucky in this episode and i'm really kind of uh uh, I, i think both of them are great but yeah i think i think bucky really again shines yeah Especially in that scene, that is so subtle. He's just watching the TV, but he's just the look in his face says everything that dialogue didn't yeah. have to. Yeah, which is it's a good way of doing things, obviously. <laughs> um, then we get obviously the the Sam's off to go and hunt down these flag smashers people. Yep. Um, so Bucky tags along. They jump out of a plane. They. Uh... I loved. I loved. I loved the fact he just. Bucky was like, right, no, I don't need it. That's fine. And he just jumps out, and then at the end, he's just like perplexed on the floor. Yeah, I like that. It's because um, I was in the first episode. Obviously, we got that intro in the beginning where it's like very similar to the beginning of the Winter Soldier, where Captain America jumps out of the plane. You know, yeah, different in that regard because he Captain America jumps into the water, so you know he's got a softer landing. It's still not you know going to be comfortable, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then Sam's obviously he jumps out and it's like I've got my wings, um, and then we get to see Bucky's version of it, which is just I'm just gonna drop out and see what happens. <laughs> and it doesn't. Yeah, like Sam, Sam's much more full out about things, and Bucky's just I'm just going in the moment. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's definitely something we get with their um, their dynamic is that Bucky's straight to the point. He's more to the point because that's just the way he's always been in regards to yeah the way he does things and Sam is yeah he's methodical yeah for sure um, which was... and I think I think I think that will end up come, I think that will be the how they come to blows yeah. because there will be a point in this series where they come to blows and they go their separate ways Probably. for a, half an episode or something and I think it will be due to that it will be due to the fact of a combination of things but yeah. it will be I kind of hope it doesn't do that because that's such a cliche yeah, I, I hope I hope they kind of do their own thing with it, but it it wouldn't surprise me if they did that. Is what I'm, is you, what I'm saying. You know, it's like when you watch a rom com and you know there's going to be that scene where like everything's going to go wrong for the two leads and they're not going to talk to each other for a scene. There's going to be a montage of them looking upset and then they're going to get together anyway because that's what a rom com is. Um, pretty, pretty much every single rom com that's ever existed. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I know I have. I, this is a, we could do this as a topic as well because I know there are some that subvert those expectations for specifically like La La Land, yeah, um, which I think is probably my favourite rom com. <laughs> Even though it's not a rom com, it's a musical. It a long time. I don't yeah. know. What, it's it's kind of a rom com musical. I don't know. It's my favourite of that kind of story though. It's a, my favourite love story. Let's say. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Um. But we do get. We. I'm glad that them being on different terms of how they do things doesn't get them like caught or anything like that like they're still very much hidden because they're obviously trying to sneak up on the flag smashers and like Sam's uh, Bucky's like let's just get the two of them and Sam's like there's more than two dipshit um yeah they're very quick and that you can tell they're very quickly learning to adapt to one another's 
uh, uh, techniques. Like Sam, Sam wants to go. Um, not sorry, Sam. Bucky wants to go all in, but then Sam says to him, "Wait, you dipshit! Like, like stop." <laughs> but then, but then Bucky could easily just carry on. But he goes, he kind of, he grudgingly waits. Yeah, he doesn't want to, but he's, he's. You can tell well, that they're adapting because they have two yeah. different ways of doing things. It's they, they like knock something on the thing they're hiding behind, and when they, when they could, cause that's one of those things where you feel like, oh no, now they're gonna get caught. Um, yeah. Which again is a cliche that I'm just tired of seeing. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. I, so I'm glad that they just didn't do that. Like, yeah, the more you subvert expectations, the more that becomes a cliche. But um, yeah, this is like I like I just like it how it's just like okay, this doesn't upset the scenario. They still go about it their way, and they still don't. You know, it doesn't pan out well for them in the end because all the flag smashers looks like they're super soldiers, and I get their asses kicked well one thing I found so weird is like I like that you know Falcon's obviously flying up to the trucks and Bucky just runs um, yeah that was it I did like that that was sick but, but what I find so weird is he runs in front of one truck to jump on the back of the other and no one does anything they can't they see a man just ran up to the back of one of their trucks and ripped off a door yeah that's a very good point or ripped actually. open the door um then there are two guys on the roof of the other truck, so maybe they did see him and they were like, oh, let's see where this goes. Yeah, maybe that's what they were doing, calling the other two guys to get yeah. on top of the truck. And, um, and we're introduced... Well, we're not introduced because we saw her in the last episode, but um, the actress is Erin Kellyman, who plays... Kellyman. Kellyman. <laughs> who plays Carly Morgenthau. Morgenthau? I don't know. Yes. Um, who is a character from the comics. <laughs> um, oh, nice. No, sh- is she? The leader of the Flag Smashers, by the look of it. I'm trying to see actually if I okay uh, no in the comics it's Carl Morgenthau. Oh okay, so they just changed gender. They changed gender, yeah. And uh, in this, she's a member, so she's a new, technically a new character, gender swapped character, for the. Nice. Uh, yeah, um, and yeah, she just she's like acting like the hostage for all but a couple of seconds, and then <laughs> yeah, and then unleashes hell on them, and then they all get beaten up. Captain America shows up. <laughs> This is this is the subtle things I was saying about Captain America is like at one point he just gets out a pistol and shoots one of the guys. Well, I mean, Steve used a pistol in World War Two. Yes, and he is a soldier, true. so he, he his weapon isn't just a shield. He still has to, you know, he's still a soldier. So, he, but the thing is, is when he uses the gun, it's like his it's, it's very risky because like his friend is obviously being grappled by one of them. Yeah, but then that also shows because we do see like clips of him uh, during his interview, like training. So it's clear that he's yeah. more than um, capable. Mm. Like he's a very good soldier. We can see that. But you know he's not a super soldier. But he's he's clearly like, I like that. It also feels like he's had time to get ready for this. Yeah, like he I, would, but he does say at the start of the episode it was it was like they were like two weeks ago we were prepping for a mission and now you're. Yeah, Captain America. Which is so weird because like he, he seems to have become so accustomed with the shield already, you know. Yeah, he seems he seems very comfortable in using it. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, they even though um. The new Captain America and Battlestar show up, uh. Played by. Still goes. It still goes tits up. Played by Clay Bennett. Um, Lamar Hoskins. Uh, it still, yeah, none. It still doesn't go their way. They all get beaten, and um, fat, uh, Bucky's hanging on the bottom of a truck, and um, 
Sam has to help him and they go rolling in a field of flowers together. It's like Anakin and Padme. I almost thought they were going to make a joke about that, but I'm glad they didn't as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they didn't. Like, if they did, I, I would... Like I expected it, and I was like, I don't mind if they... I wasn't like, oh, this is going to be terrible if they do this, but it was like, actually, you know, it's fine. <laughs> fine. Yeah, they, I'm better, glad. Than they did, better than they didn't, though. Yeah. But you could see what that that was pro- possibly something they were trying to be at. They're like, look at them rolling through the flowers together. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then yeah, they hitch a ride with Captain America back to where they're going to to the airport because they're in it's, it's... they're in Germany, I believe. Yes, Mun- Munich, I want to say. Well, they were seen in Munich. I don't oh, think okay. they were. I don't think they were in Munich at that point. Um, Maybe just outside then. But they were in Germany. They could have been in Munich though, for all I know. Um, and yeah, so we get a conversation between the 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 new Captain America and the other and the two wingmen. <laughs> Um, yeah, that that was a very tense scene. Yeah. I love, I do love that. Um, like, uh, it's when Battlestar says that his name is Battlestar that when the Winter Soldier's just like, hmm, stop the car, <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, yeah, fuck this, like, I ain't got time. He's like, that's the last fucking straw. <laughs> <laughs> And he just walks I'm like, off, I'm yeah. like, I can see Bucky coming to his own in little comedic ways like that. Like he's not a comedic character, but he, he's. It's fun to see those little moments that kind of bring yeah. out the humor side. Sebastian well, um, Stan's very get... good at like he's he's got good uh, comedic timing. I think if you've seen yeah, uh, sure. I, if you've seen Itonia, I haven't. Um, he's really good in that. Um, but it's very clear that Captain America wants him to work together yeah John Walker I'm not going to call him Captain America fuck him but he is Captain well, John America John Walker whatever but uh, he wants him they want to work he wants them to work together he says they're they're better off together than they are apart and you can kind of see where he's coming from but then you can also see why Falcon and and the Winter Soldier wouldn't want to do that Wait, why are you calling him the Winter Soldier he's not the Winter Soldier he's Bucky you can see why the Falcon <laughs> so... and Bucky don't want to do <laughs> so it obviously then cuts to um them kind of flying back on a plane, flying back to America, and Sam's like, you got, you kind of get their first kind of yeah intimate scene together, like in terms of in terms of just just a chat. It's not much, only a couple of lines, and it's not much is said, but it, it's the first time we've ever really seen them. Well, they talk about super like soldiers, that. don't they, and stuff like that. They're like, yeah. So there's more super soldiers, blah blah blah. I think there's I always don't remember loads that going scene. on. <laughs> I watched it. There's, this al- there's always. Yeah, there's always loads going on when they're in scenes together. That's the first time it's just been a scene with just them two chatting. Yeah. Um, and is that then they go into that scene where they go and visit the other... Isaiah. Isaiah Bradley, yeah, who was um, obviously he's a version of Captain America in the comics. And they also see uh, the, 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 young, the young man, I can't remember who plays him, but the character called Eli, and he plays the Patriot in the comics. Oh yeah, well, Eli um Eli Bradley is one of the page one of one of the Patriots, yeah. We've yeah. actually seen Patriot before, Jeffrey Mace in um Agents of Shield. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. He he's the uh director of Shield for a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Yeah. Um but yeah, what no, of course, know? yeah, I remember yeah, Eli Bradley is yeah, I so yeah, which is I, I don't know if they're gonna do anything with that in this series. Probably not. Um, not in this series, I would have thought. But it's a nice little simple introduction that can come yeah. back later. It's a nice little reference. Like for example, 
in Spider-Man Homecoming, we get Donald Glover saying, I have a nephew, and obviously he's playing uh, Prowler. I can't remember his actual name. I can't remember the character's name, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the scene that follows is is basically Bucky showing Sam that there are more super soldiers. It wasn't just Captain America. But yeah. it's, it, it also reveals that Captain America didn't know and that Asaya yeah. was 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 locked in jail for thirty years and tested on and had blood taken from him and Hydra had a go with him and this... maybe that's how, maybe that's how they got more breeds of super soldiers. Yeah. It's one of those scenes where I didn't necessarily see the point of it for a bit, but I guess to be like, okay, and there were more super soldiers, but it also displays the uh, I think that whole scene because that sequence starts with Falcon and uh, Sam and Bucky showing up at the place and like um, I, I do like the little interaction with the kid where he's like, hey, you're Black Falcon. It's like, is that just because I'm Falcon? I'm black the Falcon and, and I'm black. And, black. Yeah. and he's like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, so that does that make you Black Kid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do love that. That's a little nice interaction. That one. Um, the, the ending of the scene. Though, I think that's what you were gonna. That, what I was gonna say. That whole scene, from that starting point to the end of the scene, is about race. You can tell. Yeah. And it's about and... the black, like uh, African American people being mistreated a little bit because, you know, what they say he was in prison for thirty years. Like, and it's like, yeah, that happens. Like, black people get put in prison for reasons they shouldn't be, and they they stay there until. You know they're eventually let out when it's too late. Um, I think that also obviously links to to the follow up scene where they're chatting in, where Bucky and Sam are chatting in the street. Like and they're police arguing. Just pull in them the, over. Yeah, they're, well, they're arguing and, in and the street, and then yeah, that scene's one of the, that's one of those. Yeah, the police show up and they're like, oh, this black man's getting angry in the street. What's what's the problem? And it's only when the other guys like, oh, you're he's he's an, they're Avengers, and it's like, oh, you're the Falcon. I'm oh, sorry. It's like just because you're the Falcon, no, of course I'm not going to arrest you. It's like. You know, I, think, I, mean, I think the thing that does that speaks the thing a lot. I, found, I was gonna say that speaks a lot to the state of America right now. Yeah, and I think the thing I the thing I found in that scene that I think will be spoke about, especially over the next well over the next few weeks, but especially over the next couple of days, is that scene. It is an uncomfortable scene, mm-hmm. but it needs to be uncomfortable. If you if you feel uncomfortable with that scene, you're watching it. That's how you should feel because that's what that's this is happening. Every it's such a subtle. It's such a simple scene. Well, not simple scene, but it's it's such, it's such a scene that that it really is highlighting what people are going through today. And people like myself and uh, some of my friends that we've we've never I've never experienced anything like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a white man in in England, He's and I've, sh- I've sh- never experienced. <laughs> yeah, I've never experienced anything like that, and I could not even begin to think about what it could be like but and i watched that and i felt uncomfortable because i know that that's happened to friends of mine and people i care about and mm-hmm. i think i think he, i think if you're one of those people that go on twitter and goes oh that was a bit much you didn't make no it 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 was needed and it should be it's, there and it should make you feel uncomfortable it's those people that make it make out it's a political statement it's like it's not it's the real world <laughs> like yeah exactly but that yeah we um Again, we're probably we're both probably not the right people to talk about it. Yes, I've I've dealt with racism in my life, not so much as I've got older, but yeah. ma- mainly ma- mainly uneducated kids is when I had to deal with it when I was in school. Yeah. But um, racism is racism is awful and disgusting. Yeah. But yeah at least is. it's at least it's at least a scene like that is in a, such a mainstream show like this. Well, that my, it's being shown. It's 
I as much as this had like some good little had a good little action sequence in the middle with the early on in the episode. That's my favorite scene because it's now it is like thinking about it now. It's my favorite scene because of how it starts and then how it ends. It starts it's a bit up more upbeat because you get yeah. the joke with the kid and it's like you know they're joking about their their own race obviously. And it does mean something where it's like oh, we're obviously that's just that plays to the thing where it means something for um for black kids to have black superheroes you know yeah for sure so you want them to be proud of the you know blackness and stuff like that which of course um and then i like how the scene does then take a turn and it just you know it gets to a a worse spot and then like even when it's like okay so it, it didn't turn out that badly then sam's off the hook yes yeah, sam's off the hook but the next black guy might not be yeah, exactly. So it leaves those lingering thoughts, um, which you know it's good. It's good that a show like this can get you thinking those things. Uh, we'll try and get off this topic a little bit now, though. I think otherwise we could go on forever. Yeah. And we'll go yeah, back it's to a, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a complicated topic to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's very sensitive for a lot of people. Um, but... Of course, no, hundred percent. Yeah, but it cuts to it cuts to Bucky then gets arrested. There's a warrant out for his arrest because he's missed his um, therapy. He's and... missed his therapy, and it, and it then cuts into the police station where it's it's shown that captain america has has got him released and kind of said that he's now more flexible to do things he doesn't need to do all that anymore but um mm-hmm. he needs to have a therapy session at that moment with the falcon um <laughs> in a room together Which i honestly and think this... felt really forced i like the scene but it felt forced it did but i'll tell you the one thing i really enjoyed is the scene of because at the start, like I said, at the start of the episode, Bucky's very much like you shouldn't have given up the shield steve trusted you but then you realize why he feels this way because he says to him he's like because if he, he maybe he was wrong about you but that can't be the case because if he was wrong about you that means he's wrong about me no i like i love first that time, yeah yeah you it's it's truly i think the first time you see emotional vulnerability to bucky mm-hmm. in that moment but i like the fact that sam doesn't then kind of go oh mate he got he, he he's like are you done like we've got we've got shit to do well, um, Sam, after that, doesn't Sam like say that he, you know he still did what he felt was like you know the right thing? Yeah. Is that afterwards, or did he say that before? He said no. He says it straight after. So he says, yeah. "Are you done?" And I, I, maybe you and Steve will never understand, but I, this is I did what I thought was the right thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I liked that exchange. The scene itself was a bit like uh, it feels a little forced, it, but. It was the whole when she asks um, Sam to come with them, and he just basically orders him to. It's like he doesn't have to. It's nothing to do with him. Yeah. He could literally just say, "No, I'm good." <laughs> that, yeah. That's what I mean. I'm fine. It's like I'm it, stay here. that's why it feels a little bit forced. But I get it. I get what it's, it's meant to be developing their relationship. And then they're like, "Yeah, let's go off. We got go. We got things to go and do." Um, that's when they chat to Captain America outside the PlayStation. Yeah, and then they get into a, a note. Yeah, Captain America's like, "You guys have got to work with us, dudes. If you don't, we'll you can't don't get in our way." What Falcon? What Falcon says is right because Falcon just goes, "Look, your government agents, you have to get all the all the things signed off and do do it by their beck and call. We're free agents, so it wouldn't but it wouldn't make sense in that respect." But I mean, they're free agents, but they still work. Like I mean, Sam specifically, he's still doing stuff for the military. Uh, yeah. Who obviously operate under the government, but then when he's an Avenger, the Sokovia Accords are still in place, right? As far as I know, but then again, with with the blip, who knows? Yeah, I wonder. They should they should touch upon that. <laughs> I, 
I would have I would have thought that we when Sharon comes in at Agent Thirteen in the next couple of episodes, I think that it will be. I think it's clear that it will be brought up. Hopefully, just 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 to know um, where they're at with that. Like, is the are the Accords still a thing? I think that's I think that's how Falcon's going to get reprimanded in some way. Maybe um, the Sokovia Accords, but we do then get so we get that scene um, and we then we get John Walker telling them you know they're gonna they can go and you know it's like, alright fine do your own thing but stay out of my way um, yeah which, very clear know, they're gonna they're gonna butt heads at some point yeah it's very clear that they're not the best of friends and I guess John Walker doesn't take kindly to being looked like talked down to by these people that he just thinks I'm better than because he's like I'm Captain America you're, you were his sidekicks and it's like yeah, but we're also Avengers. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's going to be a big part to play in in John Walker and this kind of like you said earlier. I do think the <clears throat> the the mantle is going to get to his head to the point of he will start looking. It wouldn't surprise if he starts look, if he looks down upon his best friend that's the Battle Star. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And that comes into play. I think that it, and maybe that will maybe that's going to be the thing that makes him give up the shield do you know what I mean maybe he says this is this is too much the power's gone to my head and he, he gives the shield up at the end of the series like, I'm also wondering if maybe he does take a more of a a, a bad route perhaps to try and become a a, um, a super soldier yeah I think he's going to go down the antagonist route personally like, I don't think he'll personally I don't think he'll like show up he'll be like oh I'm going to join the flag smashers because like they're not no, nothing like that. he but... stands for he still stands for America um He'll go down. He'll go down the antagonist route to stay being a hero. Yeah, which is always a good hero. Worst route to go. <laughs> um, he's going to obviously he's going to homelander it up, pretty much. <laughs> but um, you you then get the the you know you get the quick scene of the flag smashers kind of packing all the it's it's told that they've been getting vaccines and that's what they were stealing. So they're packing all the vaccines onto this plane to take to a camp because they're they're. Their kind of motto is the world was better during the blip. Yep. You know they've forgotten about us since since everyone's come back, and that's their kind of mission. Um, you get a bunch of people with guns kill one of the flag smashers who's kind of making a a distraction so they can get away. Um, you don't know who the people with guns are working for though. All you no. get is they come out and says they've they've got away. They, um, oh, she says something like they're working for. She gets the text in the episode, doesn't she? Saying, she you've stolen my someone, vaccine, yeah. I'm going to kill you. But no, there's someone that says, like, they're working for... They say a specific word. I can't remember what it is. Uh, yeah, for the life of me, I can't um, remember. Like, something something along the lines of, like, the backer. Someone who's backing them or something like that. I don't know what it is. Something like that. It's not that word specifically. No, but it's something along those lines. Yeah, fuck me. I can't remember. Um... But yeah, so it's clear that there's obviously someone else behind the scenes as well. Yeah, it's clear there's a, there's an ultra, ultimate antagonist for the series. Which like, there's is something that's building towards. I initially was like, is that going to be Zemo? But then we know that we now we're then at the end of the episode we know. Uh, he's still locked up. Yep. Which is also very interesting because now it's a case of if he's locked up, how does he? Is he released? Does escape? I think there were there were at least early on in the production of this show. I know there were talks about him working with Falcon and Winter Soldier. 
Ooh, so that I, would be. I think something like that might work, and then he he go he you know he's out and he betrays escapes them. or something yeah. like that or betrays them. Yeah. Um, That'd be very interesting to see. But obviously the episode the episode ends with the first appearance of Zemo. You know he's he's locked in his cell. That's sorry, I just very found it. Much... Uh, the Flag Smashers are chased by the mysterious Power Broker. Oh, okay. The Power Broker. No idea. Um, now I'm linked to a Radio Times article that says, "Did Falcon and the Winter Soldier just hint at mutants in the MCU? Is it is he is he Mephisto?" <laughs> Fucking hell! Al Pacino's back. I still uh, I wish that happened. <laughs> That's the only thing I wish happened in that show. <laughs> yes. Um, in this in the source material, Power Broker is the career criminal Curtis Jackson who teams up with scientist Dr. Carl, Carl Malice to offer superhuman abilities to people for financial gain via technological augmentation. Um, troubled comic book hero US agent John Walker has come up against the villain multiple times before. Okay, so he is someone who's been in the comics. Yeah. So he's someone that's given them, he's probably given them their uh, powers. wonder who it's going to be then might not be anyone it might just be a new character completely yeah well we're gonna have to wait and find out um but yeah i don't know if there was anything uh well i don't yeah so we know that zemo's in prison because falcon and yeah uh, sam and bucky are like we need to go and talk to this this guy and they're like oh we don't want to talk to this guy but like yeah 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 we'll, we'll be fine and then we yeah, get and yeah. that's how the episode kind of ends yeah we get a shot of zemo sitting in his cell and he looks up like oh i know they're coming <laughs> Yeah, and obviously that ready for the next episode of the next episode will pick up with Zemo with a fault. Yeah, there'll probably be something at the beginning of it with, with like uh, John Walker or with the Flag Smashers, and then we'll get to that. Yeah, true. Just, just the pacing of these things, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, overall thoughts? I like this episode. It was alright. It, it still it feels as opposed to One Division, where it did feel quite episodic for a little bit. And there was yeah. little hints to what was going on. This one is definitely it's one long thing, you know. It's this episode it directly. Yeah, this episode directly correlates with the previous episode. The next episode will directly correlate with this one, and so on, because uh, it's a shorter series as well. So it was probably they've even like you get this. I got this from the um, the assembled show on Disney Plus. Um, someone yeah. was talking about on the behind the scenes of WandaVision and they referred to it as a film. Like they're making these as if they're films. Yeah, of so course. the storytelling, they're writing them as if they're films, I imagine. At least with these major ones. I don't know if I get the impression Loki's probably gonna end up being a bit more episodic. Yeah. Um But like these what these kinds are gonna be more yeah, you're what you're writing one story, you're not trying to have loads of different stories going on at once, you're not trying to be like villain of the week or anything like that. Yeah, for sure. Which I think helps it feel better because it feels like the pacing is more there. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I think I think for me, my overall thoughts were like, I really enjoyed, uh, I really enjoyed Sam Bucky, and I enjoyed the, the or I, I really enjoyed this episode more than the first one. I think, but I like the fact that this episode gets to the point it doesn't it doesn't filler it it doesn't oh yeah no. like i said like i said at the start you had your first episode of how they've been affected since endgame and where they're at now and now episode two kicks off with right we're getting ready the, the plot the plot starts we, yeah. we're just going for it we're and, not gonna and we don't and yeah and we don't get another scene with like sam and his sister and the kids and that you know 
because yeah, we, don't exactly. need, we don't need that here now. We know that that's an obstacle that, that Sam's got other things to deal with now. You know, it's like he'll come yeah, back to I'm that, sure... obviously. And yeah, they'll come back in the series. You know what I mean? They'll probably be towards the end of the series. But I, th- I like the fact that this was getting read. This was getting kicking the main plot off. Yeah, and just going for it. It wasn't. It wasn't sitting and waiting. No, and I really yeah, I like that. It's it's got good. Yeah, the show's got really good pacing. It's it's interesting. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, me too. Um, and I look forward to covering episode three. Yeah, only four episodes left. <laughs> That's hell. Um, yeah, those were those were our thoughts on Falcon and Winter Soldier. But um, more importantly, what were your thoughts? Did you did you enjoy this episode? Did you not enjoy this episode? Um, how did you feel about it? Get in touch. Um, and Connor is going to tell you where you can find him right now. On Twitter at Connor Nagi, C O N N O R N A G I. Um, from there, you'll find my blog and everything else in between. <laughs> um, and you can find me at the Doc81 on Twitter, and I've got a blog called the Review Lab, uh, thereviewlab.org. Um, you can find the, uh, our more extensive contact details on. Uh, our main episodes of the podcast we go well you can find it there but we also have a facebook page called uh rock spock and two smoking microphones so you can uh, go on that get in touch let us know your thoughts let us know your thoughts on falcon winter soldier as well yeah. um yeah we've got an episode coming out monday this monday is going to be all about um what would have happened what could possibly happen in Zack snyder's justice league two and three um that's been recorded and that'll be out monday um, safe to say that Connor had a very good time um, as I told him the plots it was um, it was yeah you can hear all of my enthused reactions <laughs> <laughs> so look forward to it's that an, it's an interesting one if you don't know about the uh, the plot lines it'll be it's quite you know insightful it doesn't give you too much information just you know basic plot beats really yeah and as we say on on the Monday's episode, you know, next week we'll we're back over it on it's because it's Easter next week. Don't be surprised if uh, episodes are delayed by a day or two. But um, but yeah, we'll be back. I mean, we'll be back Monday. So kind of help. I'm I'm sinking. Well, here. we know. Yeah, yeah, we'll be back. We'll you'll, the next episode will be out on Monday, and then we'll be back for Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier review and recap some point next weekend. Um, yeah. and then the next episode after that, and you know, there's a schedule. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll just just keep your eye on your podcast feeds, all right? Yeah. Keep, God, keep, why are we do the work? Keep watching television. Just enjoy yourselves. Enjoy life. I think that's a good that's a good note to end on. Enjoy life. Enjoy life, guys. We love you. Stay safe.